0: Do you ever feel discouraged or overwhelmed at the sight of your seemingly never-ending to-do list? I've been there, sis. But I want you to know that going to bed with a sense of contentment and accomplishment is completely possible if you're willing to change your mindset. It's time for you to stop looking at your life as an ongoing to-do list and start determining your priorities. This will allow you to get more done in less time, and instead of walking around your house on the edge of burnout, you'll walk around with the clarity, peace, and confidence that everything on your plate actually has a purpose. I've created what I'm calling my Priorities Playbook to help you take the guesswork out of determining your priorities so you can live out each day with passion, purpose, and clarity. You've heard people talk about balance time and time and again, but can I tell you something? Balance is a myth. When it comes to doing more and less time, setting your priorities is key, which is why I've created the Priorities Playbook, which you can download today for free. Head over to blackgirlsofpurpose.org forward slash playbook right now to download this free guide and get clear on your priorities so you can leave discouragement and overwhelm in your rearview mirror and start waking up excited and inspired every morning. Great ladies, welcome back to the Black Girls of Purpose podcast. And I know we have a few guys who listen. You don't. It's fine. You don't have to identify yourself, but I know who you are. And so I'm grateful that you guys are here for another week of the Black Girls of Purpose podcast, where we uh, share the stories of phenomenal women in our Black Girls of Purpose community. Women that I've had the pleasure to meet. Women that I've been introduced to by other women. Um, today we have Alicia McGee. She is a Chicago-born, Dallas-raised, self-proclaimed task doer and master of organization. She manages many roles while obtaining the ultimate balance, quote unquote, and we'll talk about that a little bit more in just a bit, as a wife, a mom, a career woman, an entrepreneur, and as the co-owner of Penny Lounge, a uh, business that she runs with her husband and the owner of Page 11 Paper Goods. So Alicia, I'm so glad to have you on the podcast today. Uh, We've met and talked in person several times, and so it just seems fitting that you'd be uh, one of our podcast guests. So
1: I'm so excited to have you. Thank you so much for having me. And yes, I've definitely been blessed to kind of cross paths with you on multiple occasions, some accidental. So it's been it's been a good a good relationship that we've built up um over the past couple of years. So. I
0: know, I can't believe it's been it literally has been like 2 years. So I always have my guests come on and tell something that people might not read in their bio because you know, one your bio only gives you a few sentences to kind of depict who you are, but also we just have these ever-evolving stories, right? That's why I love journalism. Our stories are always evolving, so tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself.
1: Um, yeah, so I, like you said, I am the owner of Page 11 Paper Goods, um, and I'm also a career woman as well, so I actually do commercial real estate, um, and I've actually been doing that for probably about 10 years now, So, um, and then I started my business in 2016, um, and that's a whole story within itself, and we can dig into that later, um, but I started that mainly just to bridge my passion of um, of organization and for purpose and make that something that everyone can kind of get something from. And so I've always had a passion for planning or organizing the next steps or my goals or things like that. And so I wanted to be able to give women um, an a avenue to not feel as though they have to be a master at one thing. I mean, I think a lot of times we get into this role of, oh, I'm a wife or, oh, I have a career or oh, I have this and I can't do anything else. And so it's it's kind of been something that I've built upon and tried to kind of talk about and discuss a lot because I think, especially as women, um, we get into the into the roles or into the titles and feel as though, you know, sometimes our goals get left behind. And so um, I wanted to be able to build something that we can keep ourselves accountable um, and that we if we have goals for the beginning of the year or throughout the year that we know what those are and we're working towards those, even if it's a small step. Um, but just something that you know you don't lose track of yourself within everything else that we have going on, and so it's just been a blessing to be able to kind of encourage and and find that motivation to be intentional with your days.
0: I love that you said oftentimes our dreams get left behind because I know you're a mom, we talked about thing in your bio, but also me and you have exchanged mommy horror stories about (laughs) cleaning up poop in the bathroom and just drums and like having to deal with stuff at home and then put on a good face before an event. But I love that you talked about that because I think that is something that many women, including myself, Um, have struggled with, are struggling with currently, will struggle with in the future, Um, primarily because, at least for me, I felt like becoming a mom was going to encompass my full identity like Mm -hmm. there's a a quote that I I I say often and I've heard before and I think it's a horrible quote but it says once a woman is a mom that's all she'll ever be and that quote I heard when I was a teenager and it has for lack of a better term really haunted me because I think I bought into that lie that Mm -hmm. okay I'm a mom now so you know like you said, I'm putting my, my things on the shelf. My goals are for another time. And I think that there are women who do that. So what do you tell the woman who maybe is a new mom or she's been a mom for a long time, but there are these things that are in her heart that she knows she's been called to do. And she just doesn't really know where to start.
1: Um, I think it's definitely hard. I mean, like you said, we we've definitely talked about that quote unquote balance. Um, and, I, and I don't like to necessarily use that word a lot because there isn't a balance. There's times where something's going to outweigh the other and that's perfectly okay. And as a, especially as a new mom, um, it's definitely understandable that being a mom outweighs a lot of things. Um, but I think that, that at least for me, I tried to find some type of time, even if it was 30 minutes a day, just to find myself, just to get in that moment and say, okay, this is your time. What do you want to do? And so for me, if that was working on a passion, or even if that was just reading a few chapters out of a book, I tried to find that time to at least still enjoy something that I enjoyed prior to being a mom. Um, And so I think that that's something that even if you can't do it all the time, or even if you can't do it every day, at least weekly, try to find at least an hour or two just to indulge in yourself, make yourself happy. What what does that look like? And like I said, it doesn't have to be this big thing. You don't have to, oh, I have to go to the spa every week or something like that. Like it doesn't have to be this huge. Now granted, I would definitely let it go to the spa every week. <laughs> um, Listen, but I don't, if, if there's a mom
0: out there that's like, no, stay away from me spa. I need to meet you and find out what your self-care is
1: because literally, <laughs> but it, it doesn't have to be a big goal. Cause I know sometimes, like I said, it's it's hard to balance that time frame. Um, to do those certain things like that. But like I said, if if it's 30 minutes or an hour, just to find that time to really just kind of let go of the titles and really zone into who you are, what you like to do, the things that that make you feel good. And to me, that was was because I couldn't go to the spa. Um, I used to do therapeutic Thursdays. And for me, that was getting a nice bath, getting a nice bottle um, of wine, you know, lighting a candle, getting a book or turning on some light music and literally just sitting in the tub for an hour and just exhaling. And it was just as simple as that of like, okay, husband, you're going to have to take this kid for an hour. <laughs> I'm going to the bathroom. Don't bother me. Um, but that was just my moment to kind of exhale and just rejuvenate, refresh, re- you know, rethink of of how I'm going to, you know, when I come out, what is going to be different? How am I going to move differently? And so that was something that for me I really kind of zoned into because that was my me time at the moment. And so I think just like I said just finding that time to at least dig into to some type of passion or purpose that you have outside of being a mom.
0: That's excellent advice, y'all. She said 30 minutes, just 30 minutes. And 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 kind of going with what you're saying about that balance, that sometimes will require a shifting of your schedule, if not mm-hmm. always will require shifting of your schedule. I know that I had to start getting up at five at at one point at one season when my boys were getting up earlier. I said, okay, I don't want to start my day as a mom, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I don't want to immediately put on my mom hat. I want to kind of be able to ease into it. And I tease sometimes <laughs> with people. Now I'm like, I don't clock in for my mom role before 7 a.m. So if it's seven and my son comes in, I'm like, Oh, you're going to have to go and lay back down. I haven't clocked in yet. You know, um, <laughs> <laughs> because people and I know that there are, are going to be moms who listen to it's like that's horrible you should be able to be there but knowing myself and seeing what how I was when I was giving my all and was always on the clock quote unquote I was like I don't feel like I was showing up as a mom in the best way that I could and so you really do have to figure out okay what is it that works best for me for my family dynamic
1: what exactly. I love that
0: you said was how am I going to move differently when I come out of this? And so thinking about your business uh, page 11 and and being a person who creates these planners. And I know you even have like a daily checklist um, for people. How did that kind of mindset of how am
1: I going to move differently impact page 11 paper goods? Um, I think a lot of it came from just being intentional. Um, and I think that word gets kind of thrown around a lot, but for me, Being intentional is knowing that every little detail that I do each day is is for a bigger purpose. And so, like you said, that may mean that I have to get up earlier. That may mean that I have to stay up later because I'm working on something. I'm building something. And so when I'm when I speak about moving differently, I always um, reflect every day and say, okay, how was this day or how could this day have been better or how was it great? Because sometimes you don't have days where, okay, this was actually a really, really good day. (laughs) Nothing could have been better. It was perfect. And so I kind of just reflect on that and say, okay, well, if this day was perfect, what made it perfect? And what are those attributes? And like I said, it doesn't have to be anything huge, but what were those attributes that made this day perfect? And how can I move that into the next couple of days as well? Or if it wasn't such a great day, what is one or two things that I could have done differently? Like you said, because I had gotten up earlier and kind of de-stressed before I moved into this busy day because I knew it was coming. And I knew it was coming because I planned for it the day before. And so there's things like that where you're looking at kind of your days and how your routines go. And I know everyone's routines are different. And sometimes I don't even have a routine. It's like whatever happens, happens. Um, but it's like within that, making sure that you are looking at kind of that final goal. What is, what is my purpose here? How, are, how is everything that I do today kind of moving towards Um, a bigger purpose and if it's not can I cut that and then have the time to do some of those other things that I need to do Um, I know we always talk especially in this in this realm of social media a lot of us are strolling a lot of the time of the day and so and we don't notice it (laughs) we're just on there we're strolling next thing you know 30 minutes later we've been on Instagram for 45 minutes and so it's one of those things where if I notice that I'm doing that and I know that I could be doing something else, or if I have that time written down for something else, then I have to catch myself and say, okay, you may like to be on there and kind of catch up on what's going on, but give yourself 10 minutes instead of 45, because you know, if you use that additional 30, you won't feel like you're rushing come dinner time because you've already got started. And it's just looking at things a little bit different and making sure that you know where your time is going. And I know, especially as a mom, as a business owner, as a career woman, any of the above, you know, there's, there's times where you just, like I said, it's all out of whack. You do whatever you can do. And at the end of the day, you're like, well, at least I'm still alive. <laughs> but then there's days where you literally have to kind of just plan out your day. And, and like I said, I always, I always keep room for shifting because as, as you know, anything can happen. Um, but just having that kind of guideline of how you're going to move today, what's going to come, what do you plan on accomplishing, um, what is the end of the day going to look like? I try to wake up every morning and kind of have a visual for how I want the day to run. Um, but I do leave those guidelines for, for shifting because like I said, anything can happen. Kids can get sick one day or I end up working later on one job than the other. So I think it's, it's one of those things where you just have to know kind of what are you wanting out, this, out of this day and how are you going to make that happen? So you talked about time
0: and I want to know what are some of your personal like time sucks something you look up and you're like how every time this happens beyond social media because I feel like that's something Mm -hmm. that's very common um what are some of those things where you're like wait I don't understand. (laughs) I just sat down. And those can be good things too, right? Like people, I remember taking a workshop years ago on passion and purpose. And it was, and it was saying, or the question that the, the host asked was, what makes your hours feel like minutes? So, I realize for me, talking to women is one of those things. Writing, I will sit down to write, you know, a, a new book I'm working on or a blog post or whatever, and I'm like, wait, an hour and a half has gone by, really that fast, you know? So, what are some of the things that tend to take up your time a lot that you are surprised by? And then, I guess on the positive side, what are some of the things that you love doing that make the hours feel like minutes?
1: Um, I think on on the surprise end, <laughs> I would say cooking. And I think it's just because I I don't ever know what I'm going to cook. And that's something that I have to work on because again, that's a time sucker. So I'm sitting in there and I'm going, okay, what do we have? What do I, What can I put together? How can I do this? I didn't prep anything. Um, And so I waste a lot of time just thinking or or staring into the refrigerator. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, even when you start cooking, you're like, okay, well, I thought I had this and I don't have that. And so I think even with me, some of those things that I know I can work on is trying to prep at the the beginning of the week or knowing exactly what those meals are going to be. Because I do waste a lot of time in the kitchen when if I had prepped on Sunday or Saturday or knew exactly what that meal plan was going to be. Then come that week, it's already ready, or at least I already know what's going to come out of the refrigerator, it's going straight into the pot, and I'm done. Um, so I think a lot of times I waste so much time doing that, and then I go, you know what, just forget it. What do y'all want to go buy? Because <laughs> I'm sick of standing.
0: Because, like, we're hungry, and I'm
1: irritated,
0: and... And just, we're we're just getting the things that so. match,
1: and I'm just <laughs> going to order something. Just yeah, yeah. Um, but other than that, I think some of the things that I enjoy um, is definitely reading. I love to read, um, and so I lot li- I like to get lost in the book sometimes. And so I'll I'll go sit in a, a little corner and start reading. The next thing you know, I'm halfway done with the book and didn't get anything else done. Um, so I definitely love that. Um, and then one of my other passions is interior design, and so I love to look at different spaces or pick little items out and just in my mind just design this whole space so I'll get lost into Pinterest and things like that where I'm just okay I'm designing this house that I don't have right now um and when we move this is what it's gonna look like um but I just I love getting lost in those things that like I said again they they bring me joy um and so it's something that I like to do and I'm not afraid to get lost in that time because I do come out of it like okay well I don't have that now. <laughs> I don't have this big thousand million dollar home right now. But when I do, when I'm rich, it's okay. Now I need to go work because I have I have things to work on. <laughs> so it's like I, I motivate myself. And I gotta, I gotta,
0: gotta I gotta bridge this gap between where yeah. I see myself and where I am right now.
1: I'm like the house I'm in right now. The house I want to be in is a big long shot. So what I need to do right now? I need to go work some more. So yeah. um But it's it's, it's a joy to find those moments though where you are dreaming because a lot of times we forget to dream. And so I, I, I oftentimes find myself either daydreaming or dreaming enough to where I'm putting things down on paper and, and like you said, bridging that gap in what I have now, and what I'm going to have um, later and how am I going to get there? So I think a lot of that is, it's definitely good because like I said, we, we kind of forget to dream um, as we get older, we, we get in the groove of not dreaming. So it's good to still have that passion there as well.
0: Yeah, so that's a perfect transition talking about bridging the gap between where you are and where you wanna be. I know that you and your husband, you co-own, and we we talked about this in your bio, um, a business called the Penny Lounge. And I know that one of y'all's huge wins has been paying off what is it? $89,000 in like 19 months. And so yes. obviously that is something you have to, you didn't just start there, right? There was mm-hmm. a, there was a gap between where you were and where you are now. So tell our right. listeners a little bit about that journey.
1: Yeah. So, um, honestly, we just sat down one day and it wasn't even intentional. Um, the conversation, how it kind of flowed, but, um, we've been, we were comfortable. Um, I'll say that. And there wasn't anything that necessarily made us uncomfortable but what we were not was confident we weren't confident in our money working for us um the bills were getting paid that's great but then when it came to some of those joys that we wanted to have or or moving into a bigger home or being able to travel more as a family a lot of that stuff was getting pushed to the side because we felt like we didn't have enough left over um and so we started into this conversation it was actually october of 2018 um, that we started this conversation said, how can we change how we feel right now, today? What can we do? And so one of those things um, that we discussed was paying off our debt. And it's so crazy because I think a lot of those conversations don't happen. Um, like I said, a lot of people are comfortable. They, they have the debt, but then at the same time, they're paying it, so they don't feel the need to shift. <laughs> um, and so for us, we kind of just wrote down, you know, what are our monthly payments for everything that could be paid off? Um, and when we looked at that number and we saw it add up, I was like, wait a minute, we are wasting, <laughs> to me, this is now a waste, this much amount of money. Um, how can we change this and how can we give ourselves, quote unquote, a raise without giving ourselves a raise, you know, at our, at our jobs? And so that kind of triggered something within us. And it definitely was hard, but we started, um, we had a, a two-year goal in mind. We started November of 2018 um, and we were supposed to finish November of 2020. Um, and in the midst of that, I think because I am so goal oriented, I saw, I kept seeing the end goal (laughs) and I'm like, at this point, okay, this is how much we're working hard. These are things we're doing. And as it kept going and the numbers started dropping, I'm like, okay, let's do more of that, less of this, more of that, less of this until we got in, it was almost like a game for us. Um, we were trying to see how much money each one of us could bring in a week, how much we, um, didn't have to spend. There were times where I'm like, okay, I could go here for $6 or I could just put the $6 somewhere else. I mean, we were literally accounting for every single dollar um, within our bank account. And I'm definitely a spender. Let me start there. So it was definitely a hard transition to get my mindset to um, kind of shift a little bit. But I think, like I said, after we saw the numbers start dropping and, and we were working together to this common goal, um, it became bigger than us. It became, okay, Well, we started here from this reason, But now we're looking at our son. How can he benefit from us being financially free in that type of way? How can his future be different for us um, by us, you know, being able to to build generational wealth for him? Um, And so it became something way bigger than us that we necessarily didn't think about in the beginning. And so, um, unfortunately, obviously, the pandemic hit um, right in the middle of us kind of finishing up, and we had that discussion of. Do we stop here and and kind of just do it slowly for the moment, or do we go full on and finish faster than we were going to finish? Because at this point we really don't know what's going to happen. Um, and it was a hard decision, but we said we've come this far and we have we're not going to stop. And so we actually went full blown stream as soon as you know everyone was at home. We were like we have more time. There's more hours in the day. We're here. How much more work can we do? How much more income can we bring in? And so we went literally crazy for a couple of weeks but we ended up paying off all of our debt um in June of 2020 and like I said that was about four to five months earlier than we had originally planned and it was such um a moment for us and I think even now we still kind of sit here and go wait a minute we have money and we don't we don't necessarily have anywhere to, to, to send it um, but it was it's like I said it's bigger than us now and I think a lot of of why we built um the penny lounge was to share that story but then to also do uh, financial education, and financial literacy to to um, our communities as well. Because I think a lot of times we don't have those conversations. We're so used to um, not having those conversations within our home. And so we're trying to bridge that gap of closing in and saying those conversations can be uncomfortable, but they also need to be had within the homes and they need to actually start at an early age. And so even within that, we've been teaching and, and mentoring couples and singles um, we even do um, uh, training with kids to just get them some basic financial uh, literacy and education as well, and just trying to be that that gap closer to what is our, our financial situations in, within our communities, and then also, how can we start building that generational wealth that doesn't just fade off, you know, when grandmother dies. And so, um, I think that some of the things that are really, really important to us and, and for us, that debt was just the beginning. Um, it was it was really big, but it was also just the beginning. And so I think um, for us now, again, like I said, that purpose is so 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 much bigger than than what we originally um, assumed.
0: First, I have to say congratulations because paying off debt, any amount of debt, is huge. You know, because I I think that one paying like even if you pay off a credit card, it's good because it shows you that you have that discipline, and then. Mm-hmm like you said, I think a lot of people have similar stories to you where they're like, okay, what else can I pay off? What else can I pay off? You know, cause you just, you start getting hyped. Like, and I, I know I listened to another interview that you um, did with your husband and you were saying what really sparked things for you was also paying off his student loan. You were like, wait, mm-hmm. we don't, oh, well, let, what else can we do? Like you said, what mm-hmm. else can we sell? <laughs> what else can we like? I am fully engaged in this process now. And what I love about your story, one, 19 months is not a long time, right? Like, to think about what you're gaining instead, Mm -hmm. not a long time. Um, I think you, you spoke on something that is very common. People are just used to having debt, and they say, you know, okay, well, we have it. You know, I always hear the good debt versus bad debt argument, and I think about it the way that you. It's like, what else could we be doing with this, right? Mm-hmm. And I think even in the midst of COVID and the fact that things aren't necessarily open, that's probably helping y'all save even more because mm-hmm. it's like, well, shoot, if we save this much till January, we could leave for a whole year. We could, you know what I mean? We could <laughs> spend the whole year abroad if we wanted to. Uh, all the traveling yes. we weren't able to do, we can do. We can make up for it a hundredfold, right? But I want to know some of. I guess your challenges when it came to paying off debt, because, Mm -hmm. you know, I know we can be all in, but I think also, especially having a spouse, it's like, okay, well you can be fully in some days and your spouse is like, yeah, babe, I know, but like, let's just go to Chick-fil-A, or no, come on, like, we're so close. So talk a little bit about the challenges that you faced, um, more so internally and then with your husband as well, with paying off the debt and how you overcame those challenges.
1: Yeah, I'll start off, um, like I said, with with me, I was the spender. Um, And so my husband's never necessarily been a big spender. Um, And so I would go to Target. I mean, you know, send me in there for toilet paper. I'm coming out with a hundred dollar bill for absolutely no reason because Target's Target. Um, And so I was, I was used to doing that a lot. And For him, he was like, well, just stop. And I'm like, but it's more than that. It's Target. Um, (laughs) But it was, it was fine. You don't understand. (laughs) I know. You just don't get it. Um, But it was finding, again, that, that bigger purpose for me, because I won't, I won't say it was easy. Like I said, the first couple of months for sure were hard for me. And there, there were times where I had to say no to traveling with my friends or going out to dinner with my friends um, because I knew it wasn't in the budget. Um And so those were definitely challenging times because I'm such a social person, so i was I was always at everyone's everything, and so to to stop doing that or to at least minimize it to some extent was difficult for me because then I felt like, okay, well, what I was finding as my joyous moments are now being torn away from me, or I'm not able to do those um, and so it was hard to find i guess a alternative to what are those moments and how can i still feel like that without spending the money and so um we would we would try to find different things even with our dates um, we would try to find different dates that we could do that dis- didn't necessarily break the bank but they were in the budget we 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 always had a fun allocation um, for some type of fun money during the week and so um as long as it fit within there we were good and so for us it's been i mean especially now with everyone kind of been at home it's been just little movie nights or um, little ice cream dates and something so simple, but it now brings the same joy that I was getting from the spending the money. But I'm like, oh, we have that good ice cream sandwich or that good ice cream sundae from Andy's is like just what I need right now. Um, and so there's things like that, that I think I had to shift my mindset and it was definitely a mindset set shift. Um, because it is not easy to get your brain that has been taught. And, um, has been taught and built upon, like you said, kind of being normal with debt. That's normal. Everyone has it. Don't worry about it. Don't play, pay your student loans. Who cares? Like you hear all those things. And so you're, you're hearing it and you're learning it and it's been embodied in you. And then you're literally having to turn around and say, that's not what I'm going to do. And that's not who I am. And regardless of everyone else around us, um, this is what we're doing differently for our family. And so it was a challenge to you know, have those conversations with people or to tell them, you know, I I do support you, I do love you, but I cannot do this birthday dinner today. I do not have the funds to do this birthday dinner. And those those were challenging times. But at the same time, we were having those conversations with people that we loved and cared about. And so they were getting it. And they were saying, you know, y'all have a goal you know, once you get to this goal, I don't want to hear it (laughs) because I know you have the money now. Um, And so it was just, it was just funny to kind of have those support teams that we didn't know we were going to have that kind of just took our challenge and made it a bigger picture for everyone around us. And so um, that was one of the things I think with me and my husband, it was just finding um, that time. Um, My husband's a full-time musician. So a lot of his extra gigs were additional um, money for us. And so he would take on more gigs But in that same um, sense, that would take away more of the family time that we were used to having. And so that was something that we had to communicate, you know, I'm going to go do this additional gig, but I understand that that's going to mean that you're more tired because now you've been at home with the kids for so many days and you're working and you also have this business. So I want you to understand that this is what I'm doing it for and this is the purpose. And so even our communication had to change um, with each other because there were times where I may feel lonely or I may feel abandoned in a sense. I know he's out here doing, you know, something for the family. But at the same time, I would love to just cuddle and, you know, just watch a movie and just have that time with us. But I had to look at that bigger picture. So even our communication within that time as a couple evolved into, you know, if there's a time where you feel this way or if there's time where he feels this way, you know, make sure we're being open with that. Because at the end of this, we never wanted to lose our family or our marriage, or, you know, our our parenting skills, we never wanted any of that to be demised because we're trying to pay off a goal. And so we always talked about, you know, if that means that slows us down, then that's fine. We don't have to do it in 19 months. It doesn't matter if we do it in 19 months or 36 months. At the end of the day, we're still doing it together. And so if that means that some things have to be on hold, or, you know, some things can wait till later, then that's what we're going to decide to do as a family. But we were not going to lose ourselves within this goal because at the end of it, what is it going to mean if we don't, you know, if we don't know who we are at the end of that? And so that was definitely a challenge for us. And I mean, we had been together when we started the journey, we had been together, ooh, I want to say 12 years, married for seven. And so we were comfortable having conversations about everything else. (laughs) And we thought we knew how each other felt. Um, And this brought a whole different realm into that. And so even within our marriage, we've grown into a different, a different level, our communication has grown into a different level. And so those were some of the challenges that we faced um, together. And then, like you said, even with paying his debts off first, I was like, what about mine? (laughs) Like, don't try to run off now that yours are paid off. (laughs) right oh now but, you now you feel lax about it we don't have to rush anymore yes he's like okay well i'm good i'm good <laughs> but even with that you know not feeling selfish within that not feeling like um you know this is yours this is mine it's both of ours we're both working towards this um and so even that was was something not as much of a challenge for us but i know for some couples we talked to that is a challenge for them to feel as though it's one um it's not yours and mine and so even when he got finished, he worked the same amount of effort that he worked for his, we worked for mine, and I was definitely so appreciative of it. Um, but it actually showed that this is us, like this is going to be the betterment of, of both of us, not just one of us. And so even within that, it made me appreciate our journey and our relationship um, outside of 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 the journey that we were on. Um, but it made me appreciate that even more because I I could see it and I could feel that, we're We're one, we're in this together, and so that was just some of the things that we had to kind of work through um along the way. That is so good, and
0: you know I appreciate your transparency and and because I think that a lot of times you do hear the stories of how people paid off debt. And you hear the end goal, which is amazing. And people are exciting, but you don't always hear like, no, this is what we had to sacrifice. But what I also love is that you still made fun a part of your budget. Cause I know that mm-hmm. there are, you know, some diehard Dave Ramsey people that he's like, if you haven't paid your debt off, no more movies, no more this, no more. And <laughs> I'm just like, And I was even on that way for a little bit. And then I was like, Dave, I love you and stuff. But like, this is making me sad. (laughs) So (laughs) I have no inspiration. I'm not inspired to pay off my debt because I'm just in a self pity party all the time of like, I can't do this. I can't do this versus even if it's $50 a month, right? Where it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, we got $10. And I know my husband and I, we lived in um, New Orleans for, I lived there for five years. He uh, lived there for four and we were married two years and we lived in New Orleans before we moved um, to Texas. But I know that I was really good at looking up the free activities in New Orleans. And they were like, there were yep. a ton of free things you could do, you know? I mean, and some days that looks like a basic thing, like a park, but New Orleans also just because it's a social city, like they would have mm-hmm. free food nights um, at some of the bars in New Orleans. And then there would be a nights where they would do uh, trivia nights, like just different things like that. So you really do have to get creative. And I think it shows you how much you want it. Right. Because if you are, only in it for a moment or you do pay off that first credit card you're like I paid off a credit card well back to getting back in debt it's like wait sis no (laughs) you we gotta keep going um so I think that that is good how did you all keep each other motivated when one person was like okay I know what we said but I'm just not
1: really feeling it That was usually me. Um, (laughs) um, I think a lot of it was kind of built into the plan, and like like you kind of said, with that fund money, I always found um, ways to kind of squeeze things in. So, for example, we always talk about um, we love to travel, so we love to take uh, family vacations and things like that. Um, That wasn't something that we stopped. However, we didn't charge it anymore. So, if we were going to take a trip, it was all cash. That meant that outside of the debt payments, we had to make an additional amount in order to take this trip. And that money had to be there before we took the trip. And so there were about probably two to three trips that we took and they weren't huge trips, but just for me, that was my motivational thing. I have to get out of this area and just, you know, get on a plane or even drive, do a road trip um, and just get that exhale moment. And so even traveling was kind of built into Um, our plan and there were times where we just you know did a little road trip or just went out to hang with friends that live in Houston or something like that just to feel as though to me that was my motivation because I love to travel so every time we took a little trip I came back retarded like okay let's get it let's get it let's get it because when we're done I'm like out of here Um, and so I think for me that was one of the things for my husband Um, he like I said he's a musician so little instruments or little music or musical things for him was a huge thing. And so again, we built those things into our budget. So if there was an instrument or a piece of equipment that he wanted, and let's just say it was $200, well, that meant that we had to make an additional $200. And so if that took two weeks or four weeks, whenever we got that, then he was able to go purchase that item. And so we we all still had our moments where, um, I guess it would be technically a splurge for us, in that moment, but it didn't necessarily break us from our goal. And so we were, we were very adamant on making sure that we still had those moments because again, you want to recharge. You want to kind of exhale for a moment, get yourself back in the mind, in the right mindset to keep going forward. And so we had a little, a lot of those little moments where, okay, everyone just exhale, breathe, (laughs) close your eyes, take a moment. Okay. And when we're back, we're coming in 110%. Um, and so, like I said, I think for us even even that timing that's why we always say we we kind of built in that barrier that if we didn't do two years, if we did two and a half, if we did three, whatever the case may be, um it didn't make or break us how quick we did it. it was that we were doing it, and that we were not going to stop until we were finished and so I think a lot of that came into play um in our in us um, supporting each other and making sure that we had those moments and that we took the time to relax and rest and enjoy each other and kind of look at the numbers together and say, okay, we're almost there. We're almost there, honey. Like just a little bit more and we're done. And so just motivating each other together. Um, and then for us as a couple, we also did weekly um, check-ins. And so on Sundays, we would do um, a budget check-in for the week. But then we would also do kind of a mental check-in. How are you feeling? What, what, how can I help you this week? what can I do better this week than I did last week to support you or to make sure that everything that's on your plate coming up, you know, doesn't overwhelm you. And so those were some of those conversations that I said were a little bit harder to have because you think, you know, being together for so long that you know exactly what the other person is thinking. And with our dynamic in the home changing a little bit and shifting to a little bit more tense than usual, um, It was a moment where I was like, oh, I didn't realize you were feeling that way or he didn't know I was feeling this way. And so to have those conversations and to be supportive of each other and to be understanding of where we are and what we're trying to build, um, that definitely helped us a lot.
0: That's fantastic. So out of all of the women that we have interviewed on this podcast, I feel like you are the woman with the most jobs. (laughs) Like, I'm like, (laughs) dang, like, I remember even finding out that, because I don't remember if I knew you had a full-time job in addition to your Mm -hmm. your page 11 paper goods business and I think a lot of times sometimes we we meet people and we assume oh this is their full-time thing and so when I found Mm -hmm. out that you were a full-time career person I'm like dang okay sis and then then you say oh and then I also run this with my business I mean with my husband I'm like what and then you know I had already knew you're a mom so how do you break up your days right because you obviously can't and that's why we talked about balance being something that's elusive because mm-hmm. and we talked about this at the event that I was at with you um, or the event I attended that you were a speaker at earlier this year it's not so much balance it's prioritization so okay right. right now um, I'm recording the podcast So I'm full blown into podcast stuff mm-hmm. when I take, you know I turn this off and finish my stuff I'm gonna go upstairs and I'm gonna hug my babies I'm gonna be full-time mom and okay you know now we have to go grocery shopping. So I'm full-time household manager. So how do you <laughs> shift between those roles? And, you know, do you break up your weeks into, okay, today is my day where I only work on page 11 paper goods. Today's the day I only do the penny lo- lounge Like how do you do your scheduling?
1: Yeah, I definitely think um, prioritizing is one of the main things that I do. And like I said, we try to do some somewhat of a weekly meeting every Sunday. And so even within that, um we look at what's coming up. And so if I know that the Penny Lounge has, you know, three different events this week or we're speaking at something, then I may put page eleven on the back burner or I may say, okay, well I know that I'm gonna be all hands in on page eleven or on Penny Lounge this week. So How can I prep page 11 and keep moving without me for the next couple of days? And so that may be, you know, doing my social media posts early or making sure that I'm sending out all my orders that I have this week and and not getting behind or things like that where I'm looking at and going, okay, what is their priority right now? And so that's why I don't like to use the word balance. And Like I said, we've talked about this before because a lot of the times that scale is not equal. Um, And so there are times where I, and even today, you know, I'm going to be a mom when I hang up. Um, off of this, off of this interview. And I don't have anything else planned. Could I be doing something else? Probably. But at the same time, I know that my son is going to want to go full fledged into play zone. um, And it's just not going to happen. And so um, I think it's really just looking at those priorities and saying, how can I get it all done without overwhelming myself? And how can I still show up and do everything, not necessarily at a hundred percent, but do it to where it gets accomplished and still have the ability to rest and be myself because I, I think a lot of times we get stuck in having all these roles and all these titles and everything has to be at 100 and it doesn't <laughs> um and so there are times where i'm literally 100 percent mom or i'm 100 percent on page 11 and i say okay josh you handle penny lounge this week i'll handle page 11 we'll both be parents And at some point I'll check into work and get done. (laughs) Um, And so there's definitely times throughout the week where we kind of do a midpoint check and go, okay, how are we looking? What is, what is everything looking like? How are you feeling? Does something need to shift again? Um, And so I think for me, a lot of that time um, for me, especially within the planning part of it is is time blocking. And I think we've talked about this before too, is I like to time block. And so I may say, um, you know, from seven to nine in the morning, I'm doing only page 11. I'm answering emails. I'm doing all my orders from nine to five. I'm doing my full-time job from five to six. I may work on a little bit of pain lounge. And then after six, I'm hands-on in the house, mom, everything else. And so lucky for me, my son's um, still going to daycare. Um, And so he's there from about 8.30 or 9 to 3, and so we have a big chunk of the day where we can kind of multitask on everything else, but we try to get things done so that when he gets home or we have that time to be a family, that we're using that time for that, and to me, that's, that's what's important to me, so if I know that I can do other things um, during the day or during the time that he's not here, then I try to do that that way that when he gets home, he doesn't feel like we're neglecting him, and so just really prioritizing, you know, what is it that needs to get done and how can I do that Um, And what does that schedule look like for me? And so a lot of times I don't have that additional time where it's to be wasted. (laughs) Some, every, every piece of the day is kind of connected to something. And so we, we get into somewhat of a routine. Like, like I said, every day is different, but we get into some sort of a routine where we kind of know where our time is going and we're being intentional with that. And we know what each other is doing. And again, how can I help you do this and how can you help me do that? And what is that, balance look like to where we're both supporting each other at the same time we may be working on two completely different things. That's beautiful and I love how communication with
0: your spouse is a common theme um, throughout Mm -hmm. this episode because I think that one, it can debunk the myths that, you know, oh, men don't want, they, they're a woman working on their own business and their thing. Or, you know, you if, you, if your husband's doing a business, you got to fully 100% support that. And I know that most of us as millennial women especially are not feeling like that but I still think Mm -hmm. there still are some women who you know just because of how they may have been raised or what they've been taught is like no whatever your husband has it trumps what you do and you make sure Mm -hmm. he has what he needs and even earlier this week I was just talking to my maternal grandmother and just listening to you know, how the dynamic was in her house when she was raising my mom and my mom's siblings. And I'm just thinking like, my gosh, you know, it really made me look at my husband. And I was just so grateful that yes. <laughs> he doesn't make me like my life is not does not revolve around him. And he often just like you were talking about checks and hey, what do you have going tomorrow? Like even earlier this week, he uh, Thursdays are typically his days off and are days that before COVID when I would be out and about and do stuff. But now just like, hey, this is my day where if I need to do something, this is my day. And so he said, hey, I, I have a meeting with somebody on Thursday, but I want to check with you first. Or even with work, you know, they, he, they asked him if he could open up tomorrow. Um, and he said, hey, I want to check with you before I told them yes. And so I just love that y'all are communicating about those things. And I think that that is so important because while those frustrations sometimes and that tension comes naturally, I think we can decrease a lot of it just by communicating.
1: Mm-hmm. I think it's so funny that you said um you were having a conversation with your grandmother because I, I literally um had a conversation with my grandmother this week as well. And it was it wasn't frustrating, but it was hard to get her to understand again those different dynamics of, of the change that has kind of happened in the households. And so I can't remember exactly what it was, but she pretty much was like, well, why aren't you doing that? And I'm like, well, Josh can do it. And she's like, well, why aren't you doing it? I'm like, because I'm busy. (laughs) But it was like getting her to understand, like, we are literally each other's helpmates. Like, although in her head, it made perfect sense for the wife to be doing this, Josh took it on and was was doing it full fledged by itself. And so I think it was hard to get her to understand that we both kind of interchangeably do things. And it may be not the roles that um, the older generations are used to, but at the same time, it works for us. And so even within that moment, I had to take a step back and say, okay, she may not understand how our dynamic is, but at the same time, I don't have to shift my dynamic to make it into this role gender transition that she's trying to make it into in her head as well. Um, But that doesn't mean that either one of us are wrong. Um, And so it was, it was an interesting conversation because I I felt myself like, why don't you get it? And and it really was just like, but she's never saw that. So um, even within that, it's funny that we both kind of had that that conversation this week and kind of was kind of struggling with that a little bit because then it kind of made me feel like, am I doing something wrong? Or is it that I'm not doing anything wrong? It's just different. (laughs)
0: Uh, I mean, and it's, it is, it's completely, completely different. And I know that my mom is a lot different than my mima, and definitely is more independent. And, you know, I grew up with with, where both my mom and my dad were working. And my dad, he would, he broke gender rules because he would, there was a season in our life where my mom would work later. So my dad would cook all our dinners. There was a season in our life where my mom worked earlier. So my dad would do me and my sister's hair before school, you know, and we would get compliments. They're like, oh, your mom did a great job. And we'd say, my dad did this. and People Mm -hmm. would just be shocked. And so I appreciate that. Um, that we're not not redefining gender roles in the term that like God made man and woman, but mm-hmm. just being like, hey, how much of this is biblical? You know what I mean? Like the, these. Okay, does the Bible say I need to only I can go grocery shopping? Does the Bible yeah. say that? Or, or like, can we is there is there a little bit of wiggle room?
1: Here? I'm pretty sure everybody. <laughs> <would say it. laughs>
0: I, <know. laughs> I think that's so funny because it's just like like you said. I think and, and you know with us we have two boys and um well podcast listeners we're having another baby so yeah <gasps> oh <my laughs> I was so like wasn't, wasn't planning on talking about that but yep that's coming up well, so. let's talk about that now congratulations, <laughs> congratulations. So, thank you thank you but <laughs> so I was yeah that you dynamic's
1: in, gonna change right
0: <laughs> like the more I feel like the more children I have the more I'm like all right play a with baby number one I was willing to do with baby number two I was talking to another mom this week and I was like hey if you need to do formula so your husband can help feed your child just go ahead and do it You know, guilt like I said with my second son I did formula and uh, breastfeeding because I said I wanted to be equal opportunity I said Mm -hmm. I was tired every time my baby was crying everybody looking at me like so you gonna feed him (laughs) oh you want to feed him here you go here's a bottle right here but um I think just having that flexibility is so important and Honestly, flexibility is probably like the buzzword for mm-hmm. 2020 along with pivoting. And so having a planner business, a business that's all about planning, <laughs> like how have you learned
1: just what it looks like to surrender your plans in this year? It's so funny because I think um, in the very beginning, I didn't think of it much. I was like, okay, well, you know, we'll be here for a couple of weeks and things go back to normal. <laughs> and then of course those weeks turned into months and months who knows how long it's going to turn into um but within that i found myself um still planning my days not necessarily planning in advance and so again a lot of that speaks to prioritizing i didn't want to feel overwhelmed in all of these changes and so to me i still wanted the normancy for me at least to at least plan something (laughs) Um, or to organize something. So even though we were home, I was still organizing. Okay, this is when I'm going to cook. This is what I'm going to cook. This is when we're going to sit down as a family. This is when we're going to go. Everyone has their own little breaks in the day. Um, if Josiah wants to go out to play, this is when we're going to do that. Like I still was trying to think of it in some type of organizational way. Because although everything around us shifted, I didn't want to feel lost. I didn't want to feel that um, 2020 was all of a sudden this waste of a year. Um, And I think a lot of people are struggling with that because 2020 sucks and we get it (laughs) like it does. Every moment we turn something just is off. Um, But in that same breath, we're awake every single day. (laughs) We are waking up. We still have our families that are healthy Um, for those people that still were able to work through it. You still have those jobs or we still have those careers that we were still making the money that we needed to keep our family Um, safe and a roof over our head. So there's so many things that still happen that we have to zone into and say, although things on the outside are all types of chaotic, um, how can I handle me? How can I handle my relationship with God? What is this telling me? How can I listen more? How can I be still and still, you know, praise him and be faithful in everything that he's still giving us? (laughs) Um, And so I think a lot of that, came into my plans um I still plan the exact same way because every day I still plan and ask God what is it that this day is for you woke me up for something what is it for and so I still use that and I never took that away from myself because at the end of the day I still woke up um, and so I obviously like you said I have a, a daily notepad here that actually says wake up and work um and it doesn't necessarily mean you have to work on you know anything big but you woke up make it work for something. What is your daily intention for today? How do you feel joy today? How do you want to, you know, what what joy do you want to bring to someone else today? It doesn't have to be huge plans. Um but I think just knowing that you still have the ability to get something accomplished and even if the days or the year just doesn't seem like it's going your way, what are those things that you can still accomplish? And so it's been actually a little bit of a whirlwind for me because um Probably around June or July-ish, I was getting so, so many orders for daily notepads. And I was like, what is going on? But then I realized people are at home. They're trying to figure out their organizational life. They're trying to figure out how to still make things happen. Um, And so it was kind of a a moment for me where I go, even in the midst of all this, there's still people who want to get it together. They want to feel like they have some type of handle on the things they can control. And so that's been a joy for me because I'm like, even within everything else, my business is still important. And so it's been interesting because I always see posts like, I'm not buying a planner for 2021 because who knows what's going to happen. <laughs> but it's, it's funny. And at the same time, it's like, but no, you still have days to do things. Um, but it, it's been such a kind of shift in how I look at my planners and how I look at my organizers and, and things like that on even in the midst of everything else, there's still a moment to sit down and be thankful and to still kind of plan and be intentional with every ounce of the time that we do have here.
0: I don't know why, but your response really made me emotional because I, um, I think in some ways... I think there were like two camps, right? There were people who were like you who were like, Hey, in order to keep my mind right, I'm gonna have to keep doing some kind of structure, routine, something. Mm-hmm. And then there were other people who were in the beginning, like me, throwing caution to the wind, like, thank the Lord, I don't have to plan. Let's just <laughs> take it a day at a time, right? And what I found was when I was kind of just going through the motions every day, like that's when this sense of hopelessness and despair Mm -hmm. and even depression started to sink in because it was like, what am I doing? You know, like, what am I... I had a lot more flexibility um, into when I got up. It seemed like my children were sleeping later, you know, so I was just like, well, shoot, I don't have to get up at five. Thank you, Lord. Like this is a time of rest. And while I do believe that there was a part of a part of this season, God was giving me more rest and giving me more grace and allowing me to kind of recoup from all the rest I didn't get in previous seasons. I also think it's a test of, okay, what are you going to allow to dictate your days? Right? Like, so for people who, you were on a structure and a and a calendar because your boss said I have to be at work at this time and now you don't have that now you just we just throw that out the window right like I think it also asks like who are we accountable to and I think as women of faith as people of faith this has, be, has to be a season where we say okay at the end of the day it doesn't matter if my boss isn't checking for me my spouse my children like God is still checking to see what I did with this day mm-hmm. and I don't want to tell him why I binge binge watched all these shows on Netflix, and I watched, you know, Black is King three times, and I watched uh Hamilton, and you know, he's like, okay, cool, but like, anything what? else? And we're yeah. just like, well, you know, not really. And and I think that's the place that I got to because I'm someone who doesn't watch a ton of TV. I mean, I'm just like, yeah, there's something and, else I could be doing, right? So I felt like this release of well, now I can watch TV, and then after a while, I was like but you don't really even like that, you know, exactly. like, so it really, it really causes you to come into, to just check in with yourself. Like we've mm-hmm. been talking about all throughout this podcast and say, okay, what am I doing this for? You know, is the work that I'm doing making a difference? And I love, just said, wake up and work. Like, what is, what does that look like? Because mm-hmm. it may just look like meal prepping for your family for the week right it may look like working out and taking care of your body like it doesn't it doesn't look the same for everyone but I do think that especially again as Christian women as Christian individuals we do need to wake up every day and say God you didn't just wake me up so I could do whatever I wanted to do with this day, mm-hmm. right? Like, yes, he's our father. He likes for us to have fun and those kinds of things, but we still are going to be held accountable with how we spent our time. And so I just think that that's really a a good perspective to have. So I know that those notebooks you were talking about, I saw that they were featured in People. So tell us a little bit about how that came to pass.
1: They were, thank you. Um, and it's so crazy because like I said, I kind of... I kind of was kind of just still with that business at the moment. Um, And I wasn't doing much and it was so crazy because it was like, they were just coming like, like just customers from all over. And I had no idea why they were coming, but they just kept coming. So like my summer was crazy, but I wasn't doing anything different. (laughs) Um, And so then um, I actually got an email from people magazine saying, Hey, you know, with everyone being at home, With, um, you know, the parents trying to teach the kids at home, at least for the first couple of weeks, you know, we think your notepad would be um, awesome to feature um, in our at home uh, back to school um, section. And so I literally it was it was crazy for me because I looked at that moment and I said. Why now? Like, had I given up, had I said back in March, like, forget this business, no one's going to plan, no one's going to want to do notepads, everyone's just throwing it out to the wind. And just giving up, which I felt that way many of times, even before the pandemic of why am I still doing this? What 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 purpose are you serving? And every single time I ask that question, um, God gives me something else. And he goes, keep going, keep going, keep going. And so um, when that email came in, I literally looked at the ending and, I, um, and it said, you know, at people.com and I'm going, are you like people people like are you like what like what who, people who are, are the people, people exactly that you
0: are referring to in this like particular which moment people. exactly
1: um and so I, it was it was actually kind of funny because the email didn't say that much it literally just said we want to feature you and she actually said people.com so i'm like okay i'm gonna be on their website um and i was like that's cool you know whatever yeah you can do it and so then she sent me um, the draft and she goes, oh, well, this is the page that's going to be in the, the magazine. I was like, wait a minute, hold on, Paul. <laughs> I thought you said people.com. I didn't know you were actually talking about the magazine too. Um, and so it was just a moment for me again where God was just saying, keep going. Like you, you're doing something here and it's bigger than you. and You don't even see it. Um, but it, it made me think about, again, that change of perspective because had this, not, had this pandemic not happened, had people not been at home with their kids when school starts, would this moment had happened for me? And so it's it's being thankful in the midst of chaos. And and I keep saying that, but it literally is because I think that again, if I would have had the attitude of forget all this, none of this is worth it, quit it all, let's just sit here and binge watch and you know, eat everything I have in my refrigerator for the next nine months had I been, would I have been in the same position? Would I have been in the same situation? And I don't think that's gonna, I don't think that that answer would be the same. Um, But in the beginning, like I said, I never lost faith. And I never lost uh, my purpose. I knew that there was a purpose here. And even when it seemed like it wasn't exactly the purpose that I thought that it was, God was saying, it's a different purpose for me. And I just need you to keep going. Um, And so there's actually another thing I can't, share it just yet, but there's actually two things that happened in that same week that people um, emailed me, and so there's something else huge that I'll be um, posting here soon, um, but it was just a crazy week for me, and it was, it was literally God-given just dropping stuff into my lap, and I'm going, what did I do to deserve this, and he's like, all you did was continue to, ask you to do it. Um, and so I just wanted to kind of speak on that, really, because again, like you said, we, it's easy to get lost in not having someone being accountable. Like you said, okay, well, I don't have my boss asking me, you know, where is these things, or I don't have the school calling, or I don't have this, but what do you still have, and how can you be fruitful with that? And if you are fruitful with that, when we come out of this, or when we, you know, have this new normal, what will become of what this year was? And I think like you said, there's twofold. There's, there's people that are still working towards it, and they're not going to lose hope, and they're not going to stop doing it, and they're probably doing even more than they were doing before, and then there's others that are like, I don't really care what happens this year. I'm starting over in January. <laughs> it's like, okay, I hear you, but if January's not different, then what? If February is not different, if next summer isn't necessarily different, then you've now, I don't want to say wasted, but you've, you've let a year go by a year and a half go by with you assuming that you could have done nothing in this period. And I think, like you said, especially for Christians, it's really zoning into being still and listening because I know that there's so many things that he's saying in these moments. And before this, a lot of us were too busy to hear it. We had way too much going on. There was so much noise. We had so many things that overruled. Um, really hearing what God was trying to say to us sometimes and even even giving us that moment to just speak with him you almost couldn't hear him because there was so much noise we were doing so many things we had to be so many places we had all these things to do and we were giving him the last little inch of whatever we had in the day And he's literally saying, okay, I'm going to give you a whole day of nothingness. You can't go anywhere. (laughs) You can't see anybody. (laughs) You can't go to work. Kids can't go to school. How much of this day now are you going to give back to me? And if you don't change that answer, the way that we may shift may be completely different (laughs) in now and later, because realistically, he's given us all the opportunity right now to find him. To talk to him, to listen to him, to grow with him, to learn with him, to watch him move us because we can't move ourselves. <laughs> and if we miss that lesson, we're gonna miss something so 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 much deeper than that. And I think for me, that's been my motivation this entire time: is what are you trying to tell me? <laughs> what are what are you trying to um, show me? that I didn't see before, because I didn't quote unquote, have the time. Mm. What are you trying to, what relationship are you trying to, to, to have with me and to show me my purpose and to show me your desires for me? Because again, we all know our plans for ourselves are oftentimes, or most times, completely smaller than what he has for us. And so if I was so zoned into this is what I'm going to do, this is what I'm going to do, this is what I'm going to do. And he's saying, but I'm trying to tell you, I got something else over here, (laughs) and you're not listening and you think that your plan is bigger than my plan and you're still not listening, okay, if I wipe all of that out and I give you the opportunity to listen, will you listen? And unfortunately, everybody's not getting that yet. And I think for me, that's been the hugest gotten out of this. And I think that's why I have so much faith and so much calmness and peace within the, within the chaos is at the end of this, I know he's, he's doing something bigger. And he's doing something that none of us may understand right now. And it's even hard to understand, especially for people that have had direct contact with, with this, either this virus or with job loss or with, you know, different things that happened within this. I know it's hard to see it, but he's just saying, trust me. And so I think that's one of the things that beyond anything else right now in this pandemic and in this moment, what are we supposed to be learning? And what is he trying to tell us?
0: Yeah, that this, you know, when you were talking and you were saying, you know, when we come out on the other side of this, will we be different? In my in my head, I was like, if we're not, shame on us. You know, like God gave us, for all intents and purposes, a whole year. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, if if not nine months, which is enough time to create a whole baby. So Mm -hmm. you know, people out here popping up with babies and weddings and everything. People like, what is (laughs) happening? (laughs) Because so much has happened. I was I was teasing with my mom, my dad. I said you know, whenever we go back to church, cause our church has been closed this entire time. I said, I'm gonna pop up with a baby and people are gonna be like, oh, who's that baby? And I'm gonna be able to say, it's my baby. And they're like, well, when were you pregnant? And I'm like, remember them that like year we weren't here? Yeah, that pregnancy, delivery, all that happened, <laughs> you know? And so mm-hmm. I I don't want it to just be though, like I popped up with a baby. Like I want it to be all these different things that were birthed out of the season. And I think that's where I've been really encouraged is I've seen so many women, launch businesses in this season one of my friends from church uh, she has a bakery that she launched you know she always loved baked goods but was similar what you're saying was busy at work and now uh, right before COVID hit if not right around when it got to, when we could see that it was serious, she moved into a new house. So she had this big mm-hmm. kitchen. And so it just get she was, that's what she did with her time. She was like, well, I'm already here. Let me learn these recipes. Let me learn these techniques that I've been wanting to look more into. And so I think it's amazing when people are coming out with either things that are new or things that are, have improved, right? Like I want my processes to be better. I want my mm-hmm. systems to mm-hmm. be better. You know, I think about the podcast and even this week with, with coming back into recording. And I'm like, man, you know, God, you've given me strategies and systems and I, and I, I can get stuff up and scheduled within 30 minutes, like after I finish stuff. And, and so I think this is a time for us to really be excellent in the things that we can do. Right. Cause there are a yeah. lot of stuff. There's a lot that we cannot change right now. There's a lot that we mm-hmm. cannot control, but if we work on, enhancing our craft, being better. And even if that just looks like being a better wife, being mm-hmm. a better mom, which all of those should be inclusive in those things as well, right? Being just better for ourselves, taking better care of ourselves. I'm, I've am i been so grateful to see the people who are starting to go to counseling now and therapy mm-hmm. now who weren't going before. And so we should go, we should come out of this different. And I remember thinking about how this was like a this year has been like a cocoon, right? And like, and I said, I I said for us as Christians, I believe we're supposed to come out of this, like these beautiful butterflies where people say, what were you doing in quarantine? Like, Mm -hmm. I need to find out. (laughs) And not for us to be like, oh girl, yeah, I was working on this plan. And then, you know, I got now my body right. But, But for it to be a way for us to, bridge the gap talking about bridging mm-hmm. gaps again from us to God and being like okay I know you see the external but here's what I was working on internally that thereby mm-hmm. I created something externally and so even when you were talking about with the with people magazine like that's nothing but God I was thinking about Proverbs 18:16 that says a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before the great like you were just being faithful with your assignment you weren't pitching yourself to People magazine, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh hey, I should be included in your and I've seen that in my own life. I've seen that in the lives of other people. So I just think that is so good for anybody who's listening to this and you're feeling like, oh, this doesn't matter. Nobody cares. Um somebody's watching. You don't know who it mm-hmm. is. You don't know what this one step is going to lead to. So your best thing you can do is like Alicia said, you wake up in the at the beginning of the day, you say, okay God, I'm here what would you have me to do?
1: Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I think, um, and you know this, we we talked about this before, but yeah, when I was busy-minded into where I was moving and where I was pitching myself, I was, you know, promoting here and there, I was doing all these things, and not to say that there wasn't something that came out of it, but it wasn't as fruitful as um, something that when I was still and just letting God handle it, and so it just, it literally is just like the testimony of ask him what it is he wants from you, do that, and let him do the rest, we don't have, he's not asking us to overwork ourselves, (laughs) he's literally just asking us to be faithful, and to just do one, the one or two things that he may be asking us to do, or guiding us to do, and he'll handle the rest, but a lot of times we say, we have to handle it all, so we have to do this, 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 and this, and he's like, I really only asked you to do the first two, but okay, I mean, that's what you're going to do, go your way, but it's not going to be the same, and I think Like I said, within that, I mean, just that alone should be a point for someone to say, you know, how can I step back from this and take me out of it and put God in and let him handle it? And how would this situation be different? so good so good and y'all
0: both of us can tell you god is the best like publicist that you could have best pr agent like all of he that got all the connects, connects. <laughs> yes. and you get to go to sleep like you because sometimes i mean i've literally had those moments where i wake up to something or i remember when we got invited to be a part of essence fest in 2018 mm-hmm. and i was like they called me on my birthday and i had my phone on do not disturb because i was like it's my birthday i'm unplugging mm-hmm. And something just made me pick up the phone, I guess it was Holy Spirit. And I was they were like, Yeah, this is so-and-so with essence. And I was like, What? (laughs) Right. Like you say, you like, you know, it just it and I'm like, God, when I'm doing the least, that's when you seem to do the most. Mm -hmm. But it ties to scripture. He said his power is made perfect in our weakness. So he's not looking for you to be. The strength. He's just like I just need you to be obedient, and I'll handle the rest. And when That's we are it. when we are obedient, then we can avoid a lot of that burnout that a lot of us mm-hmm. do, are wearing too many hats. Exactly. So I want to transition to our up close and purposeful segment. These are a few questions we ask all of our guests uh, on the podcast. Um, and so our first one is: What does it mean to you to be a black girl
1: with purpose? Ooh, we. Um, I think to me it means um just stepping out in the front and owning who I am um the world society all the above tell us that we should be less than and so to step up and hold my head high and to not allow society or anyone else to tell me that I'm less than anything other than God's child um it takes a lot but to me that's that's what that is is it doesn't matter what I look like on the outside. It doesn't matter if I was black, purple, white, green, but I'm God's child. And therefore I have a purpose and whatever my purpose is that he's asking me to walk in. If I walk in that, he's going to create way more (laughs) for me than anyone else can say or take away from me. And so to me, it's just owning who I am and, and walking in that every day, no matter how hard it may be.
0: what are your go-to scriptures whenever you need encouragement?
1: Oh, my favorite one is Psalms 91. Um, It's kind of long, but (laughs) um, Psalms 91 and Isaiah chapter 40 um, are my two that I constantly read. Um, I actually have both of them on my wall in my office. Um, I try to make sure I read those, at least a a section of both of those um, each day. Um, And just to get motivated. And I think... um, Part of that is just knowing and reminding myself that he is our shield and nothing ever is going to come between us and his children and what he wants for us in our lives and and shielding us from, it doesn't always mean, you know, there's horrible things that are going to happen, but even shielding us from ourselves sometimes, <laughs> from doing the things that we think make perfect sense. Um and he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, don't, don't go there. Um, but it's it's just knowing that um that he has his arms constantly wrapped around us. And so I think for me it just brings comfort in knowing that no matter what um comes in front of me or what is thrown at me, that either it's here for a reason and it's gonna it's gonna be something that I I may not see now, but I'll see it in the future, or God's gonna handle it. And whichever one that is, I know that it's all within his purpose. And so for me, those are comforting verses to read um and, and chapters to read because it just reminds us that it's all within his within his control.
0: Absolutely. Uh Psalm 91, y'all. If y'all have never read it, this is a time in the midst of this pandemic. Yes. I have held on to <laughs> that thing. I'm like, Lord, you say if we are shadow of your wings i'm hiding under your shadow i'm in Lord. the shadow i'm hiding <laughs> in your shadow <laughs> yeah. i'm under the rock if you don't listen i'm like or where where are you moving i'm moving because i'm not <laughs> about to get hit by no kind of extra stuff that was on the side because i wasn't behind your wings so i'm hiding behind yeah <laughs> um what do you find yourself most grateful for in this season i love i've loved asking women this in the midst of covid because i think it's it's easy to focus on all the things we're not grateful for and all mm-hmm. the things that we wish were different but what do you find yourself most grateful for in this season
1: um I think honestly my family it's it's been rewarding and like I said I think prior to this with my husband and a musician and me having so many different jobs like you said <laughs> um it's been it was hard to find that time and just kind of sit and just really be thankful for what God has done for us and for our family um and so now I think having that time to really just enjoy each other and to be able to spend the time with our son and even him being able to see both of us. He, he was so used to seeing both of us coming and going a lot of the time. And so being able to have that, that moment and create these, these experiences and these and these memories for us is such a blessing to me. Uh, and I think it's changed. Like you said, it's changed the way we're going to look at things moving forward. And so um, I appreciate the time getting up to, you know, dress my son in the morning and not having a rush, or to eat breakfast with him, and things, small things like that, that I didn't necessarily do before, and I didn't know that I would miss it. Um, and so I think even moving forward, you know, I'll I'll make sure that certain things like that are in my schedule, or or I don't make the time, or or be too busy to to do some of those things moving forward. And so I think for me, it's definitely been family. It's been that time with them, learning them, even without outside of my household being you know, being able to be with my cousins and my aunts and my mom a little bit more. um, It's been great to just even hear their voices on the phone, Um, you know, knowing that they're still doing good, knowing that, you know, we can see each other here and there. And just, you know, we were doing like car hugs and stuff like that before, but just seeing their faces seeing everyone still smiling and trying to find that balance of of joy within everything else. That's definitely been something that I've been thankful for. I
0: love that that's been the most common answer is has mm-hmm. been family. Um, and, and I, I, I'm in, I'm in that same boat. Um, for the woman who's listening to this, who feels like God has put something on her heart to do, but she doesn't mm-hmm. know where to begin or if she feels like she's overwhelmed, like how would you encourage her in this particular season?
1: Um, I would say just get started. I mean, a lot of times we talk ourselves out of what seems too big for us. Um, and I'll use this as an example really quick. Um, you know, even when I started my business, I started it in 2016, but I had the idea in 2013. And so for three years, I talked myself out of it. For three years, I told myself I wasn't good enough or I didn't have the skills to do it or no one was going to buy it or whatever it was. I, I had that discouragement constantly. And so when I finally sat down and said, God, you didn't put this on me just to, to sit on it. You know what is it that I can do? And he said, "Just start. I'll handle everything else. Just I just need you to start." Um, and so I always tell people, you know, if you feel as though it's overwhelming or it may seem too big for where you are today, um, start with what you have. Start small. Um, for me, that meant just starting out with my drawings. I knew I was a horrible drawer. But me and a ruler and a pencil, we got it done. And so even, you know, getting my sketches done in the very beginning was something that I looked down and I go, oh my God, like, look at, look at what this may one day become. And so now when I look at my products now, I go, you know, I started with literally a dollar and a dream. Um, and I literally had those little drawings that look like little chicken scratch. And I was able to create, you know, a huge business out of it. And I think for a lot of women, like I said, a lot of the goals may seem so far-fetched Um, but you just have to start. And I think a lot of the other stuff will fall into place and just believing in yourself and knowing that you are capable of anything and everything that you put your mind to. And um, I think one other thing too that I would like to note is if you need help, ask for help. Um, I think a lot of people try to do so many things on their own without asking for help or feeling as though they can't ask for help. And sometimes we just have to start and then help will find us. <laughs> um, I've had a lot of connections with people that I didn't realize what their purpose was in the beginning. And then we've now, you know, had partnerships or we've done collaborations or anything, you know, different things like that. And it's like, sometimes as long as you're open to someone helping you or guiding you or being just that partner to uplift you sometimes, like you said, we've talked a few times about being business owners and mom and moms. And so for me, it was even having that community you know, having the community of, of some of my coworkers that have businesses as well, talking to them, talking to moms that have businesses or talking to women who want businesses, um, just having that community and that support around you sometimes definitely helps you to see that it is possible and it is capable um, of happening as long as you just get started.
0: That's great. And it's so fitting that you end it talking about community because that's my final question for you is how can our Black Girls of Purpose community best support the work that you're doing?
1: Um, I think right now it's really just going to be um, just sharing my products and my posts and just giving people the um, the links to just even come onto my page and see what I'm talking about. I think a lot of times I I say you know I don't if you like my products great if you want to buy them wonderful but a lot of my purpose is finding the purpose within yourself, and so if I can at least help you do that, um, I feel that joy within that, and so a lot of it, I always, like I said, I always say, you know, if, if you want to share it, if you want to buy it, that's perfectly fine, but the real background on it is making sure that no one loses faith, um, or no one loses, loses um, that control over what their purpose is, and so I love to share things like that on my pages. Um, I have a blog as well that I like to share things on, so even if you find that is, is something that is purposeful to you. Or um, I also do intent sessions as well, where we kind of go over what is your intent? Um, how, how can you work through that? What does your schedule look like? What are the things that you find challenging? And so even within that, um, if that's something that you're interested in, I would love to kind of talk to you more. Um, so you definitely can find all of our products as well as our intent sessions on um, page11papergoods.com and then as well as Instagram and Facebook at page11papergoods.
0: Fantastic. And then I know that you and your husband do, and you talked about this earlier, do um, kind of financial coaching sessions and work with couples and singles. And so if our listeners want to do a session with you all, how can they sign up for one of those?
1: Yes, please join um, our mailing list at thepennylounge.com as well as Instagram and Facebook as well is um, the Penny Lounge. And so a lot of our um, topics and little tips and things like that, we definitely try to share on Instagram and Facebook. Um, but then as far as our coaching sessions um, and our training for the children as well, that, that can all be found on our website.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Alicia. I feel like we've touched on a lot of different topics. I feel like there's something for everybody in this episode and I appreciate you for being our guest. Um, I, I'm always encouraged. And like I I was telling you offline, anytime I sit down and have these interviews, I'm like, okay, God, this is why I do this. Mm -hmm. Like, it's about being inspired, but also being an inspiration for someone else. And I know that you've been an inspiration for someone today.
1: So I just want to say thank you for being our guest. And thank you so much for having me. You've been an inspiration to me as well. So thank you.
0: All right, Purpose Peeps, that's it for this week. If you enjoyed today's episode, please do one of three things for me. First, post a screenshot and key takeaway on your Instagram story and tag us at Black Girls of Purpose so we can repost you. Second, if you think someone would enjoy this episode, please share it with them. And then third, please leave a review so we can continue to reach a lot of people with this podcast. It is such a pleasure to come to you guys each and every week, and I'm so looking forward to continuing to grow our community.